Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Digest Productions podcast, episode number 108. I'm your host, Joshua J. Moskers, joined as always, except not this time, by my co-host, Kyler Fate. He had something come up, so he's not here for this episode. He'll be back for the next one. Uh, special guest this week, we got from the Looney Chats with Looney Lulu. Looney Lulu, thank you for being here. Hey, thanks so much for having me on, and it's really amazing to be on your podcast today. I appreciate you stopping by. Why don't you tell people a little bit about your podcast, what you got going on over there? Well, for my podcast, Looney Chats with Looney Lulu, it's spelled L-U-U-N-E-Y instead of the traditional L-O-O-N-E-Y, like Looney Tunes. But we do random different topics in between just talking about um, religion to mental health to the um, how comfortable and how important bees are to the ecosystem it's just that anything that intrigues people we sit down and we talk about i have a guest coming on next week who is in love with investment as well as soccer so we'll be talking about that so it's just anything that interests you we sit down and we talk about nice awesome yeah we've had a lot of interesting guests on over the, like from mental health we had like um guy that owns a production studio for films oh nice. uh, it's been we've, we've been fortunate to have a lot of very interesting guests on so i'm happy we have we have another one on today so this is gonna be great mm-hmm. so I, before we dive right in everything how'd you get started on your podcast like what made you want to get get started with the, the loony chance well um i had started listening to a couple of different podcasts one of them is um fake doctors with fake doctors real friends it's um a scrubs podcast scrubs podcast yes i love it so much and fell in love with it and then um different people who came on during like their advice uh portion of it would talk about how they started their podcast and just how um, they were starting to do different things and asking about it and it just intrigued me a little bit to want to try and get that started for myself. It's been a little shaky, and I won't deny that, but it's more so because I've been trying to find a lot of guests for it. And you, yeah. and you of all people, should know how difficult that can be sometimes just to find people to want to be on your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting. Like we, We've been fortunate a lot of times. Like I, I posted, uh, I don't know, last week sometime maybe uh, on the podcast guest exchange on the subreddit. And like I, we do this from time to time where we'll schedule a number of guests in a short period of time, uh, and then we're we we just release them because most of these aren't time sensitive when we have guests on at least. Um, but yeah, we get fortunate where we release a number of them at a time, and uh, yeah, it's been podcast guest exchange has been great for us. Oh. We've gotten a lot of feedback from there, get a lot of guests from there, so that's been good. A lot of times we have. Uh, like friends we know or like one of our our first guests was a couple of friends of ours that are paramedics we had them on and oh, that wow. was really interesting to chat about what they do and but yeah no i definitely i definitely relate to what you're saying about getting guests on the hardest part is honestly figuring out the schedule uh just working with their schedule working with my schedule my co-host schedule everyone's is different so it's it's always uh, it's really hectic <laughs> yeah Especially with uh, people with that are overseas, we have a guest coming up that's an eight-hour time difference than us, and that's just like, oh my god, how do I, like, I have to either get up super early or they have to stay up super late, <laughs> and so it's a it's a real struggle 
Yeah, um, I actually have that predicament with the one coming on my podcast next week um, because he lives all the way in India. So it's an 11 and a half hour difference. So I have to stay up until about like 10, 11 o'clock, even midnight. So that way it's only like maybe 839, 30, 1030 over there to make sure that we could get the podcast done. So it I understand just the um, time difference and making sure that the schedules align is such a headache just to try and get that done. <laughs> it is sometimes too, like when uh, we've had a, a number of podcasts go extra long, namely, I think it was the, is either it was episode hundred for sure. Uh, I forget hmm. what the number was 92 or something. We had a guest on Marlon Hugh, a comedy guy. Oh, nice. uh, we had, but we had him on uh, episode hundred with uh, one of our repeated guests, uh, uh, Klaus. And uh, he's been on, I don't know how many times now, but uh, I need to start scheduling them for earlier in the day because we start recording at like eight o'clock usually on Sundays Mm -hmm. and we started recording at eight and I think we were done a little after 1130 or something maybe. And it's like, all right, sometimes like that was a late one. The first Mm -hmm. time we had Marlon Hugh on was, uh, I don't, we didn't start recording until like a little after nine, nine thirty. And that one we were on until like a little after midnight. And I get up for work at like 4 a.m. Oh, wow. So just, we wrap the podcast up and it's like we're chatting. It's like, yeah, you know, how do you think this went? Like coming up with like the title for the episode and stuff. I'm like, this is this has been great. I really enjoyed having you on a guest as a guest. We'll have you back on soon. I need to go to bed. I'm going to get like three hours of sleep here. <laughs> <laughs> so like stuff like that, like figuring out the, the time zone differences, but also just like, all right, knowing this is going to be a longer episode. I need to schedule this in advance. That's something we've definitely run into. <laughs> yeah so uh, i hope I've, that today actually worked well with us oh absolutely yeah, yeah it's it's only four o'clock where i'm at now so this works out well all right perfect i was gonna ask you too have you had any uh, like technical issues pop up while recording that's something we've encountered a couple of times oh yes um there was one um episode where we did about good 30 45 minutes on um it was a very sort of racy topic, just sort of talking mm. about a little bit of uh, sexual content and how it goes into our media and how it's portrayed just within the porn industry and stuff like that. It was really good, and we loved oh, you're it. You're talking about M&Ms. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was really good, and, it was, and we loved it, and it went well. It was perfect, and nothing recorded. <laughs> And I had made sure that it started recording right as soon as everything had began and nothing saved. And then we tried it again. And then the audio file got corrupted. <laughs> so that, <laughs> so that is to this day has still never seen the light of day. And that was about a month ago. And then when I first started, it was just hectic just to try and get everything to record just to hear the audio and so we would be sitting back and forth going can you hear me can you hear me can you hear me for about 30 minutes <laughs> before it finally started working and it was just the oh my god i hated it so much but yeah i have had plenty of technical difficulties to where um <laughs> i have fought to try other things to just to make sure i got everything yeah. i needed <laughs> It, it can be a hassle. Some like we I, we were just doing like a general like audio chat uh, like a week or so ago. And I go in to set up uh, like what my uh, like my microphone basically is. And just I have so many devices hooked up to my computer at this point. It gives me like eight different options. And like three of them are all listed as the exact same name, essentially. 
So like stuff like that will pop up where it's like, I just can't figure out which input source it's supposed to be. So we have to mess around with that. We've had episodes where like one of us has lost audio for whatever reason. That's why I usually record locally as well to be safe. Um, but like my co-host, we've had issues with his audio getting lost where I've just ended up having to go back in and retroactively like dub it in essentially where I'll like, I'll chat with him after the podcast. And it's like, I know, I know what you said here. I remember this. We're going to re-record and we're going to splice it all back in. That that takes hours to fix. But like if, if we have a guest on, it's like I can't just reschedule. And like I don't want to reschedule like and redo the whole podcast like within a day or so. Like it's too tight of a deadline sometimes. Oh, yeah. I've had to do that before. So I get that so much because um, yeah. there was one where I wanted to try something different sort of splice people's different answers into this um a uh, good a uh, good traits versus bad traits sort of podcast or sort of episode yeah. and <laughs> it went okay but you can still sort of tell where the audio differences come in cuz i just mm. i could not fix it up as much as i had wanted to but <laughs> it 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 worked for for the first you know baby podcast or baby um guinea pig into that yeah yeah, we were we were fortunate the one time we had a our guest happened to be recording locally. We lost audio, and I was like, "That's this is a saving grace." Like you, you've got your audio, perfect. We'll we'll salvage it as best we can. We've been fortunate. We've, it's only happened like a handful of times, and it hasn't happened in quite some quite some time. So I'm probably jinxing myself now, but we've been we've been lucky with it in that regard. But, well, fingers crossed. Knock on wood. This all goes well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We should be good. We should be good. Um, yeah, kind of diving into like what we were we were chatting about uh, before the before the show and our messages. Mm-hmm. You had uh, I've been going on a conspiracy theory kick, which my co-host hates, but that's all the more reason to to do it on the show because it drives him nuts. Um, you had mentioned like you had like some like cartoon theories, right? Yes, um, I had learned these a while back, and they kind of. Sorry for all those out there. My childhood was assassinated and I'm about to assassinate yours. (laughs) (laughs) Because the main one is for Rugrats. And that one is, it's very tragic, but when you hear it, it makes so much sense as to why it could be true. Because um, it all revolves around Angelica and how Angelica was a real person and how the only real part of uh, the little four to five little children that she hung around always, Chucky was the only real one that was alive. The other one were um, miscarriages and abortions by the other family members that were around her. So Tommy never existed. Neither. Uh, neither did his little brother. Phil and Lil never existed, <laughs> and I think maybe, and I think maybe Susie existed, but they weren't as close as they were in the actual cartoon. And so that's why for the uh, for the longest time the show just kept going and going and going because Angelica was the main one who was coming up with all of these stories to actually have adventures with like her younger cousins and stuff that she was supposed to have had but never got around to doing because of 
you know, miscarriages and abortions. So after the show had ended and went to All Grown Up, that's actually when Angelica had passed. So she was alive, I believe, until about 15 years old. Yeah, it's a very tragic story. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I'm reading. I have it pulled up in front of me here where it says uh, none of the babies in Rugrats mm-hmm. actually exist, but they're all instead figments of Angelica's imagination mm-hmm. as a result of her parents' negligence. Chucky died with his mother, which explains how much of a nervous wreck his father is. Tommy was a stillborn baby, which explains why his father, Stu, was always in the basement making toys for the son he never had. Finally, the DeVilles had an abortion. To compensate for not knowing the sex of the baby, Angelica invented twins in her head. One boy, one girl. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and it's just little stuff like that that kind of kills it for you like for the cartoon network one ed and Nettie, it's just that those three are actually in purgatory and the people the kids around you are have all died within different decades and for ralph um you know the son of the shepherd he's supposed to be like the 30s and 40s coming from the old country into america uh, okay Ah, the little kid they always used to play with the doll that is the friend with um, Ed's younger sister. I believe her name, uh, I have not watched the show in so long. Susie? I might be getting it wrong, but the little redhead girl, the friend that she always hangs around is like the um, trapped in the closet little boy in the 70s. And she's supposed to be around that time period as well. Kevin is supposed to be within the 90s. The same goes for um, the little black kid and his friend Plank. <laughs> oh, Johnny 2 by 4 Yeah, I, I, there I'm you go, Johnny 2 by 4 I'm not, I'm not super familiar with this, this particular show. I've, I remember watching it, but it's been so long ago, I don't remember any of it. Yeah, and it's supposed to be that the Kanker sisters are supposed to be like demons down there giving meant to torture them for all of eternity. Cause you, you real, you see and realize that every time the canker sisters come around, everyone freaks out and runs. No one likes to deal with the canker sisters. They're bent. They're bent on just pure destruction. Anytime they're there, but that is the one for Ed and Nettie. It's been so long that I've seen that one, that that one's still a little rough for me to remember too. I tried to do yeah. like a little bit of research, but it is hard to get any research done with a tiny two-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know there's a couple more that I'm probably forgetting. Oh, yeah. Hey, Arnold. Um, for that one, it was... Arnold was a real kid who had a deformed head, and this man came into an inner city and found him. And just sort of realized that his parents were a lot older and lied into saying that they were his grandparents to make it be more believable. So for his entire childhood, he never knew who his real parents were, quote unquote. Hmm. And he just sort of wrote stories around the different things that were going on with this kid and where the animation stops or where the series stops is when the guy just left the kid alone and just kind of like left him there and just got took all the money 
and just sort of went with it. <laughs> People can be awful. I hope that was not real. I really hope that that theory is not real just for the sake that I don't want any child to have to be the main inspiration of something and them not get any sort of money from it. That seems very yeah. highly unfair to me. It's like, I am living the <laughs> life, but I get none of the benefits for you making this off of me. <laughs> yeah, I was reading up on, on this one as well. It says, uh, Arnold's grandparents, Phil and Gertie, are his real parents. Mm-hmm. And because they had him at an old age, Arnold was born with a few health conditions like hydrocephalus, hence the shape of his head. Mm-hmm. Uh, the theory went as far as to say that his name came from a form of hydrocephalus known as Arnold Chiari syndrome. I'm not sure of the pronunciation of that, but as a result, Arnold was bullied and had no friends. So all the characters in the series are a product of his imagination. The theory points out that the rest of the characters also have oddly shaped heads and that Arnold imagined them as such so he could feel normal. Uh, the story supports itself by the fact that the location of his parents were a mystery and Grandpa Phil always came up with different tales about them. Okay, so yeah, I did forget about that part, but hearing you say it, I do remember that. And if you think about the old cartoon, everyone did have a weirdly shaped head. No one really had a normal shaped head, but yet they all still picked on him for his. Yeah. (laughs) I know there's probably a couple more that I really am forgetting, but those were like the main three that have stuck with me throughout my entire life of just hearing these conspiracy theories and hearing the ones about my uh, favorite childhood cartoons. The one that still devastates me the most is Rugrats. And me just really hoping that that one out of all of them is not true. Because that is the saddest one of them all. (laughs) Especially with how it ends up for Angelica. I'm just like, yes, please, don't be real. Don't be real. Don't be real. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Some some of the like weird cartoon like conspiracy theories like Garfield. Like there's one for Garfield where Garfield is actually dying of starvation and just imagining John and Odie. Really? (laughs) See, that is extra sad, but how would you know what a cat's thinking though? (laughs) I have no idea. See, that one just seems more of just the darker imagination of why the cartoon is the way it is. I guess it would make sense as to why Garfield can talk, but Odie can't. And this other tiny little black cat can talk, but they're like the only two that can. And the and yeah. the the uh, humans can understand them. <laughs> That's about no, the only reason that would make sense. Sorry, that would be the only reason yeah. why that would make sense. <laughs> yeah. Another one is uh, Charlie Brown is actually dying of cancer. Oh, right. I forgot about that <laughs> They said the explanation for why he's bald is that he's dying of cancer and dreaming up everything. Nothing ever works out for him, and his life is a disaster. But he's simply ch- he's simply channeling his sadness into his dreams. <laughs> oh God, that's so sad. <laughs> but I can see that being a real thing because your life is so sad that you can only dream up sadness. Ah, uh, <laughs> that's so sad. That's so heartbreaking. <laughs> why would that would be a thing? <laughs> I just never laugh at like we we watched with my little brother years ago, uh, the Halloween or no was it what's it called the Great Pumpkin right mm-hmm. Charlie Brown the Great Pumpkin and he just gets rocks every time I'm like this this poor kid is getting bullied by everyone in the neighborhood even the adults like this poor <laughs> this poor kid 
It's like that. Uh, oh, I've n- I never watched. It. I think it was after me. Is it called Kylo or something? Oh, Caillou. Yeah. Caillou. Okay. Yeah, Caillou is also supposed to be one where the uh, little boy has cancer, and that's why he's bald. <laughs> yes, that one is also a dark one. That Caillou is has cancer, and that he has um some sort of learning disability, and that's why he cries and whines as much as he does. Yeah, yeah, like some of them are just really dark and really hurtful. <laughs> um. <laughs> How? I like some of like the uh, the joke results you get are like Caillou can't grow hair not because he has cancer or progeria but because he sucks and even his own body recognizes that he does not deserve hair or food or love. <laughs> grief. Oh my god, that's so awful! Why? Why is? I mean, I know Caillou <laughs> whines a lot and he is a brat, but that is going overboard. <laughs> uh, apparently, the actual reason is he was created as a nine-month-old baby. And the showrunners believed he would no longer be recognizable to viewers if they gave him hair as he got older. So he went on to become popular as a little bald boy. And they wanted to use his baldness to send powerful messages, apparently. Hmm. That's actually a little I bit nice. I believe that it's because his, his body hates him. <laughs> <laughs> you choose to believe that a, that I, a little I child's body hates him, so therefore he has no hair? Yeah, I mean, it's a cartoon. It can be whatever I want it to be, right? You know what? Yeah, we can go the cynical route with this one. It's because his body hates him, and that's why he has no hair. Because <laughs> Caillou was a brat. He was so much of a brat. He whined about everything. <laughs> yeah, Alex, I've, I've never seen that. I don't know. what It was a Canadian series, I guess. Oh, it came out in 97, so it would have been, yeah, been aging out of that at that point, I guess. Yeah, because um, I'm 27, so that and so yeah. I was born in '94, so yeah. it would have been around my age range to be able to watch Caillou and stuff it, like that. I don't know. Maybe my parents just—I don't know. I guess we just did get her some. I didn't watch a ton of TV when I was super little. Uh, so I don't know. You must have had cable because it only came on stuff like PBS Kids and stuff like that. So if you yeah. had normal cable and could get like Disney and Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon, like the Disney Junior, the Nick Junior and all that stuff, then you didn't have to worry about that. I didn't always have cable. So I had mm-hmm. like stuff like PBS Kids and Four Kids TV and stuff like that to watch my cartoons and stuff. So that's how I got yeah. to know Dragon Tales and Caillou and... Um, Cyber Chase, Arthur, and all those cartoons. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe my because I know my sister watched the was it the Dragon Tales. I remember her watching that. Um, I don't know. I guess I just missed out on it or was watching something else. I don't remember. But you must have been into stuff like Transformers and stuff like that. I didn't watch Transformers. What did really? I, watch? I don't remember. <laughs> I was outside most of the time as a kid. To be fair, because we, uh, my grandparents would take care of me, and I would run around in like the woods and stuff it was a, it was a pretty dangerous childhood i think because like, i'd be running around like i'd step on like thorns and stuff i'd have to like yank them out of my foot it's just like yep that's growing up <laughs> well i mean that's still okay that's still a fairly normal childhood because yeah. i was i also had the parents that were like go outside we don't want to be bothered with you right now. Go outside. Because mm. I had a little sister, and we would always raise hell whenever we were inside with them. So we would be shunned yeah. to go away from them for at least like two, three hours before they wanted to deal with us again. 
Well, it's great. Like during the peak, like pandemic, especially around here, like the number of people are just like, oh my God, I have to, I don't want to be around my kids all day. It's like, why'd you have kids if you don't want to spend time with them? <laughs> like, I understand like needing a break. Like I get that. Like my, like my, my parents have uh, adopted my little brother seven years ago now, I guess it's been, he's, mm-hmm. he's eight now. Okay. And uh, like, I get it. You can only like you can only take so much. You need a break every once in a while. But it's like, yeah, it's you know, the kids are home for like a day, and you're losing your mind already. What are you doing? <laughs> kids, I don't know. As yeah. much as I love my son and always want to be around him, there are times mm-hmm. where I just look at him and go. I wish you were Ted so I could tell you to go away. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, like I, I get needing a break, but it's like, like I said, in the beginning of the pandemic, these people were having a fit. It's like, I'm not like, I can't be in charge of giving my kid food three times a day. It's like, what? What? Because most like, parents are normally used to going out, going to work, dealing with a lot of people and then coming home. And now it's like, yeah. oh, I have I have to work from home. I have to be at home. And while actually during the time where I'm normally at peace away from my children, I now have to have them here while taking care of them and doing my job and making sure that everything in the house is taken care of. It's just a lot. <laughs> I got Fair enough. I don't know. I don't have kids, so I have no idea. I got lucky. I guess, but yeah, I got lucky that during the first part of the pandemic, that all I had to do was look after my child. That was all, and he was still very, very little. Like he was just born at the beginning of the pandemic, so Hmm. it was just raising him and getting him to become a little person. And it's still raising him and getting him to become a little person. Although I'm at work again. But I at least get, you know, seven to eight hours away from him a day. I can, so I at least get a break. My husband's here looking after him all day long with no break. So there are times where he's climbing up the walls because he's had to deal (laughs) with a two-year-old for 16 hours straight with no break. (laughs) So it's like, yes, go Go leave out the house. Be free from me and the child. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was like when I got right at the start of the pandemic before I worked remotely so much. That's what it felt like for a while. I was like, oh, man, I have to like we weren't able to. Tra- I travel a lot for work uh, during the day. And so like when they're like, yeah, we have to stay in office for the day. I'm like all day. All, all day long with you people. Really? It's <laughs> a nightmare. <laughs> Like, I'm used to just being here for like two or three hours total, <laughs> not all day. Oh, geez. Yeah. That's... I'm just going to run out for lunch real quick for about four or five hours. I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that feeling you had thinking of that, think of, think of that times like a hundred. <laughs> and that's what it's kind of like with a kid. Because now adults... I can fully relate to what it's like to have a child. Clearly, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying adults can still kind yeah. of take care of themselves, but like just that small level of annoyance you still get because it's just yeah. I want to be alone. I want to have my own <laughs> privacy. I want to be able to do this and not be judged. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's no fair enough. Yeah, I, I, I get needing time away could be stressful, but um, space is needed. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned, uh, I think right before the show, you were a crochet addict as well. <laughs> yes. 
you mentioned that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's always the joke that people who knit and crochet are more yarn addicts than we are addicts of actually the action. But normally I get yarn when I have projects in mind. So I will say, yes, I am a crochet addict. <laughs> <laughs> because right now I, I just wanted an excuse to crochet and somebody at my job is having a baby. So I am now crocheting a baby blanket and then I'm going to make them a teddy bear and then I'm going to make them a dress and baby booties and a headband. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just, yes, I'm an addict of crocheting because anytime I can have an excuse to actually make something, I will make something. Was this a skill you picked up during the pandemic or is it something from before that? I have been crocheting for 10 years almost now. This was oh, okay. something that started when I was 17 and um, my best friend at the time's older sister was doing a craft camp. And so she taught us how to crochet a flower. And after that, I was sort of uh, in love with it. And their family gave me a beginner's how-to and some yarn and it just evolved from there. Because the first thing I ever really was addicted to making were tiny little baby turtles. I used to crochet little turtles all of the time. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird I, thing I, to start off with, but that's what I did. <laughs> I don't know what it's called. I, I remember when I was a little kid, my parents had got me, there's at least one, I don't know if there's more than one of them, but it's like a, a mesh screen and you have this little device that you put little tiny like one inch or two inch pieces of yarn through and it makes a design. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. I never got into those. Like, I don't I don't remember what it's called. Uh, I can't I couldn't tell you either. I know what you're talking about. And I think it's something close to like embroidering. Potentially something like that. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, yeah, it's like weird. It's, like I said, it's like a mesh screen, and you have this little like hook thing where you push the yarn through, and then you pull it back out, and it makes like a knot sort of. And you basically make like a the one I would I had as a kid was like I don't know foot and a half by a foot and a half, and it was like a soccer ball, and I just you just keep putting them in, and you, there's like a paper you go off of that tells you what color goes where, and you just do it one at a time. It was interesting. Okay, yeah, the only thing I could think of is it's either embroidering or cross-stitching. Like, either one of those two. Uh, it also sounds like creating a graph gan as well. Like, um, a graph afghan. <laughs> okay. And it's just literally, you go by graph paper, and you just, uh, and you form out the um, afghan you want to do but you're actually making a picture inside of it so it's so it sounds sort of like the beginning step the beginner way of doing that sort of or like learning how to do it in a way i guess yeah. but i remember those i did not like doing those when i was younger they seemed very tedious to me and honestly I think I might have ADHD because even as a child, it seemed hellish to just sit down and do that for a length of time. Although now I can sit and make a blanket and do that all day and get mm. lost in it. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have, I have absolutely no idea what this thing was called. I've been trying to look it up while we've been talking here. I cannot find it anywhere. Really? Nowhere. It was interesting. I don't know what it's called, so I don't know how to like search for it. 
Hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I wish I could help you on that because I know there's embroidery and I know there's cross stitching and I know they're sort of sort of close-ish together. I won't say they're one and the same because that would probably upset the com- the crafting community a whole lot that I would <laughs> say that, but they are sort of similar-ish. <laughs> yeah, because you don't use a needle. Like I said, it's like this weird hook thing where you put it through like one of the squares in the mesh thing and then you pull it back out and it makes a knot out of the the yarn that you put through. Hmm. Don't remember. But, oh well. Yeah. It's Like I said, it's been like literally 20 years maybe since I did that. <laughs> Probably a little bit longer. So I, have, I have very little memory of this. <laughs> but, yeah, we did a... Moving on a little bit here. We had a outside of cartoons were there any conspiracy theories that you ever like got really interested in not that you believed them but they were like oh that's that's either weird or that's interesting like i should look into this more Hmm. well it's a very faint one but it's always been one that has both intrigued me and it seemed very real that we will be the reason why the zombie apocalypse begins hmm and it's by an altruistic vaccine that's supposed to be able to help your entire body from um, different types of diseases and everything. And that's the reason why it just hits your system all at once and creates a zombie-like effect on you as soon as... It's supposed to be like a cure-all vaccine sort of thing. Yeah, but instead of a curing all, it hurts all. Yeah. Therefore, you're sort of literally like the walking dead. <laughs> hmm. It's sort of ordeal, and that is one that's always seemed very true to me that could become real because we're always trying to create new vaccines and new ways of curing diseases and stuff like that. So why wouldn't there be one that could potentially cure all at some point or some day and age? And why would it also not seem like a thing that before it actually benefited everybody it hurt somebody yeah especially with the way they tamper around with things a lot yeah i mean it's it's weird because like you see about it where like um you read like hey over in like the cern hadron collider i don't know if that's the one where they actually did that but it's like they made a miniature black hole they said there was a super small chance it would just destroy everything but they figured it was safe enough to work out and it's like why are these random scientists making this decision on behalf of everyone in the world (laughs) <laughs> yeah i feel like, like stuff like that we should get a tally <laughs> yeah it's like you know what we vote in favor of doing this three to two we win it's like you had five people vote on whether or not to make a black hole that may or may not end life as we know it okay that seems like a a smaller poll than i would have hoped for like I get you all are scientists and like you feel that you were smart enough to make this decision but I feel yeah. like my life <laughs> is more important than your intelligence and I should be yeah. able to say no <laughs> like let's go, it's, I was connecting this to like the, the cure all vaccine like they mess around with like highly infectious deadly diseases a lot too they test them in order to make like new vaccines and things like that Oh, yeah. It's like, all right, like, maybe we should, you know, treat this way more dangerous than we currently are because it seems like you guys just kind of screw up every once in a while and it causes a huge problem. Can we? 
Could we, we not? take this more seriously, please? <laughs> yes, please. Because um, I also have heard like this conspiracy, which also seems like it could be true that um, COVID is man-made, and somewhere in a site, somewhere in a lab, a scientist was figuring was just messing around with little diseases, and somehow we now have something that's like the cold and like the flu combined together, but somehow is worse than the cold or the flu combined. It's like, how did that happen? Where did this come from? Why does this now exist? <laughs> yeah. Well, part of it too, like COVID itself, like the COVID-19 that, that sprung up at the end of uh, 2019, beginning of 2020. Mm -hmm. Like that was a variant that was created from an, a, a known disease. Like COVID has been around for ages. Like if you look hmm. at like old, like uh, uh, Febreze is what I'm thinking of. Like, uh, like any like, chemical cleaners that use like multi-purpose cleaners if you have any of them from even pre-2020 like you'll see on them a lot of them say they get they kill like all these bacteria including like COVID, like coronavirus and things like that like it's a it's a disease that's been around it's just a variation of it okay um but now because of the way it's been spreading obviously like variations are coming out one after another yeah like the delta i think delta plus was in there at some point kind of yeah kinda ridiculous but then you have like the omicron I mean, they're like I said, they've gone they've gone up to Omicron. Yeah, I think uh, there was goes, one that was like the Omicron flu or the Corona flu or the Rona flu or something like that. Yeah, they have like because it it goes in order of the Greek alphabet, but mm. they have like variations on the variations, which are weird. Because they have, like I said, it, it's supposed to go in order of the Greek alphabet. They'll go like Alpha, Beta, Gamma, then Delta, but then they had like Delta Plus. They had the move variation, which I remember briefly them talking about. And then that passed, like, we're on Omicron now, which is, what, the 15th, I think, letter in the Greek alphabet? I think so. So it's, like, the 15th variant. But, like, is it, like you were saying, too, like, they have the Omicron flu, like, variation. Like, it's, I don't know how it works. Like, I thought they would just go in order, but then they have modifiers to these variants yeah it's, which is kind of confusing <laughs> it's like it's just a step above what just a slight step above what the other variant was kind of like there's yeah. the the um xbox one and the xbox one s type of ordeal mm. <laughs> uh the yeah fair enough yeah, yeah the ps4 plus ps4 pro stuff like that is just a slight step up so we can't say that it's a full complete different variant we can only say it's slightly different from the one that just came out yeah. it's sort of ordeal and that's why there's the delta the delta plus the omicron the omicron flu <laughs> yeah yeah i hope they don't use that marketing strategy it's you know what this is the new model it's the omicron uh <laughs> flu variant it's available now get it basically everywhere everyone's gonna get one <laughs> Uh, we're we're Oprah Winfreying this 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 sickness. Uh, <laughs> you get just, an Omicron. You get an Omicron. You get an Omicron. <laughs> <laughs> People are just standing up in their seats. Woo! Like, I don't yeah, it's, I don't know. It's it's interesting. It truly interesting. is. Yeah, like it's it, it is weird. Like they, they, I guess they just focus on the the variants that uh, they view as viable enough to actually spread. Because like I said, like we're on Omicron, which is like the 15th variant, but we've only heard of like two or three prior. So I'm just like, okay. That is true. What's what's going on in between here? <laughs> I guess they're small and light enough that 
the boosters and everything still kind of keep them in check and under control. It's only the ones that actually act out from the boosters of vaccines that we've gotten that they actually matter to tell us. Yeah. That where they're like, yeah, this beta variant, don't let anyone know about this. We're all screwed. <laughs> just keep them, keep everyone in check for now. Don't tell anyone about this. We'll just contain this as best we can. Okay, the beta's calmed down. Oh, which one is the one that's yes. actually we have to tell people? Delta? Okay, cool. Keep an eye out for the Delta. Everyone wears masks yeah. again. <laughs> now, Americans don't understand the Greek alphabet anyway. It's fine. They, they won't question it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Fair enough. Americans will just be like, "Why is this? Uh, why is this virus named after a plane company?" Was the only thing I kept <laughs> hearing for the longest time. <laughs> <And> <laughs> why is it named after a, a shitty airport or a airline company? Air service. Yeah. And then it's like, oh man. When Omicron came out, I kept, even I made the joke. Because if you've ever watched Futurama, you're, you're I am Lur of Omicron Percy I eight. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I didn't know that. I just like in the place that we're in my office. There's these guys that are huge fans of like Transformers, and I guess there's a character called Omnicron in Transformers. I think so. I am not a fan of Transformers, I so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but they kept saying like, "Yeah, Om- Omnicron." They're naming him after Transformers. I'm just sitting there like. What? It's not my place to to talk down to these people. I'm I'm not gonna sit here and educate them. They're older than me. Whatever. I'm like it's, it's Omicron. It's not Omicron. It's not named after a transformer. It's whatever. <laughs> but, but but yeah, I would hear it's the Omicron Percy I eight strain, and I would just chuckle because I'm thinking people, <laughs> e- millennials and Futurama. That's the only thing I can think. <laughs> Every time I think of Futurama, I just think of that sad scene where the dog is outside waiting for him. Aww. And it just gets older and older and it's like it's snowing and raining and it just eventually lays down and dies. I'm like that's the saddest thing ever. <laughs> just waited for him until it died. It I, never moved. I try not to remember that. <laughs> that's just, oh, well, and it's like <laughs> <laughs> And it's like they're about to bring the dog back to life and it's like, what if the dog had a happy life? No, the dog didn't have a happy life. <laughs> yeah. He no, yeah, he is yeah, you're right. He does say he's like he already lived a full happy life. And then it cuts to him just being absolutely miserable for it's years. Sad waiting for Fry to come back home. And I'm like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a I haven't I've n I never followed it like I never watched like episode like one and then moved like in chronological order. But I've watched like I watched them like on and off throughout the years. I remember one episode in particular that was sort of like weird like that too is there's one where I forget which one of them happened like Leela or something Fry gets stabbed through like the chest by like a bee oh and yeah it's like her imagining that he's like suffering the whole time trying to wake him up but then it turns out like it went through him and she just got like the tiny little pinprick and it's like she was in like a coma the whole time oh it yeah it was like the whole time just struggling Trying to be like, no, I don't want to lose my friends or whatever. Oh, yeah. When she realized how much she really cared about Fry and wanted him to be around and how she was willing to sleep forever just to, you know, be rid of the pain of not having Fry in her life anymore. And all it is was just Fry sitting by her bedside the entire time crying and telling her to please wake up. Yeah. Yeah, It's like, God damn. Oh yeah, that show gets deep. Show gets, yeah. 
<laughs> man, they people don't they think go hard in the paint every once in a while. Damn, <laughs> they really, really do. Like, just wanted to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> like their sweetest episode is probably how they ended the series, which I guess spoilers for those who haven't seen the end of the series, but it's been out for so long. Come on now, but <laughs> of how. It started out sad because Fry was going to go propose, and this is when they um have this button to keep freezing time. And mm. instead of or going back 10 seconds, you just keep going back 10 seconds over and over and over and over again. And you just keep pressing this button to relive one moment. If Fry was going to do it, to relive the moment of proposing to Leela and her saying yes. Yeah. And... Because he had been using it so much, he hadn't realized that his own clock was ahead of everything else. So he thought that she was that she had stood him up, but she was on time, if not like five minutes early. Yeah. But it made it seem like she was like 30 minutes, an hour late. And so he <laughs> decides he's going to jump off the Empire State Building. And right as soon as he's almost about to hit the bottom, he sees Leela. But now he is stuck in an infinite loop of being <laughs> stuck falling. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Until the thing gets broken and then all time freezes. And then it's just Leela and Fry that are now stuck in all of time together. So they live out the rest of their days traveling across the world until they get old, until finally realizing the professor has been trying to literally zigzag through time and space to get to them. <laughs> <laughs> but it's actually really sweet because they they do just get old and just hike and travel around the world. They live their lives. And I'm just like, Oh, this is sweet. This is what everybody wanted, but not really. It's kind of like <laughs> the, um, how I met your mother ending where nobody really wanted, yeah. um, wanted Ted to be with Robin. No one. <laughs> <laughs> I think part of it too, is because it seems like it kind of wastes all of the buildup of him. Uh, like his character changes his story arc where it's like he keeps changing becoming a better person meets the mother and it's like all right this is the person he's supposed to be then she dies and he goes back to his old ways with robin anyway they're like oh the payoff is non-existent oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. i was never invested in that show i've seen a handful of the episodes of that as well but like, even i was just like oh okay seems like kind of yeah, you you essentially get the gist. He is this really awful person who kind of becomes a growing decent human being, finds the love of his life, his the mother of his children, and then when she passes, tries to talk to his children and make up an excuse to why to go back to the one person that was bad for him from the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> and didn't want did any you, of the did things. Did you watch uh, Red, sorry. sorry, did I watch what? Go ahead. I was, I was gonna. You can go. You can finish what you were saying first before I switch over. Oh no! I was just saying to go back to the person who honestly had not changed and did not want any of the things that he wanted to begin with. <laughs> hmm. Because Robin didn't want kids. She didn't want to really get married. She wanted to live her career and her life and with her dogs, and that was about it. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna. What I was gonna say was, did you watch Game of Thrones? I've watched a little bit of Game of Thrones. I have gotten to the end of season one, and I know that's shunning because, like, 
there's what six seven seasons out <laughs> yeah but yeah i have not been able to get much into the game of thrones or watch much of it because i'm also an anime addict i watch more anime than i do get like oh, okay. game of thrones and stuff like that so i could tell yeah, you we- about like Dr. Stone and Jujutsu Kaisen and My Hero Academia and stuff like that. <laughs> See, my co-host Kyle would have been thrilled about that. He's, he's all into the anime as well. <laughs> I'm not as ingrained. And I was going to say, there's, I won't spoil it then for Game of Thrones, but there's Thank a character you. that's like that where the entire show, because it's eight seasons, okay. uh, and the entire show is like him becoming a better person, and then they ruin it at the end. It's like, oh, what the fuck? All that was for nothing. <laughs> Aww. Then again, that's what they did with most of the story arcs, to be fair. It's just like, all right, we're going to build this up, build this up. Oh, here's some lore. Uh, we're going to keep feeding you this info that all points to this direction. And then we're just going to cut off that storyline entirely. Not going to wrap it up at all. It's just going to have no impact on the story. Oh, uh, no, it's that's like, such a bummer. Right. It's because the, the showrunners, yeah, they, they wanted to rush through it because they got a deal from Disney. And they're like, oh. Well, we're out of here. We're not interested in doing this show anymore. So we're just going to wrap it up super quickly. It should have gone on for like 10 full seasons, probably, to really hammer home all of the plot points and everything. And they're like, nah. And nah, we're going to cut this short. Didn't really they just- kind of go off the rails after they went past the books that George R.R. R. Martin wrote? They. Yeah, they were they to their credit they did a fantastic job of adapting it. They combined some like storylines to make it easier to follow, which I was like, okay, fair enough. That makes sense. It can get pretty confusing to the general audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my stance on it, based on talking to like coworkers and and friends and family, is that the general audience as a whole is not very smart. And they like that was a big complaint of the of the story was this show is too hard to follow. There's too many characters. And my problem was, well, get off your phone. Like, I, it's like, I feel like people spend too much time on their phone while they're watching TV. That was the problem why they couldn't follow it. Cause I followed it fine for to, what I watched. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like it, it's, it wasn't overly complicated. Like it's, it's really not, I guess people <laughs> just don't pay attention or something, but they're like, it's too complicated. And so like a lot of like these outspoken people are like, it's, it's too overly complicated. I can't follow it. And so the showrunner's like, all right, cool. Well, we're just gonna make it so these characters basically fast travel. They, you know, like season one, they're on this trail from you know one city to another, and it takes them like a couple of weeks. And so we're gonna show you that whole journey. Mm-hmm. And then like season eight comes around, it's like, all right, it's been a day. They've already made that exact same trek in a day. Don't ask questions. It's like, all right, it's like Wait, what? characters really? are jumping around. All- yeah, it's like weird. Like characters are jumping around from one place to another, all over the place. It's like super easy. Like it just. It's, no. everything is so fast tracked oh. and it just doesn't it doesn't make sense and like i said the biggest issue was characters motivations changing out of nowhere and she's like all right well all of this build up in this character story arc are just for nothing now you've just ruined it oh that it's is like such a bummer that- it, it would have been more satisfying too like like i said if they dragged it out like a couple more seasons and explained why they made these changes to the characters that's fine like i get it but like it doesn't make sense for every single character to suddenly do a giant U-turn or like for storylines to just be cut off, completely cut off. Like there's a huge reveal at the end of season seven, I think it is. Hmm. Season six or season seven. I forget which. I think it's the end of season seven. I'm pretty sure. And uh, it's a huge 
I mean, people saw it coming from a mile away, but like at, you know, when it happens, it's like, oh, this is huge. This is going to have huge like ramifications within the story. And then it's like it. there's like a one or two scenes where it's an issue. And then all of a sudden it's like, ah, oh, you know what? Forget about that. It, it's not important. It's like, what? Wait. This is like the biggest reveal in the entire series. And you're just going to pay no mind to it. What the fuck? Seriously? <laughs> yeah, it's just, yeah, it's, it was so frustrating. Uh, I read the books first. And so I was like, like, they got ahead of the books. So I'm like, man. I can see like all these plot points that they've been mentioning the whole time, like all these like uh, all this like history and stuff like this is like this character is definitely going to be this like person out of like these legends or whatever, how you want to call it. I'm like, this is gonna be really cool. And then it's like, nope, they they put all of those in there because they were uh, adapting the books. But then when they got to their own, like where they're just making it up, essentially, they kind of got rid of everything that was like that. Yeah. They're like, since we're not. Since we have nothing to adapt from, we're just going to forego all those storylines. It's like, God no. damn it. <laughs> Why'd you do this? <laughs> oh, no, that is so just, unfair. How dare you? How dare was, you, television? Brutal. Yeah. So fuck those two guys. Uh, they got so much <laughs> flack from that that they got dropped from Disney because they refused to do press tours, which is basically mandatory for Disney. Uh, they wouldn't oh, yeah. do press tours because they're like, well, people are going to be so upset about the show. It's like, then you shouldn't have screwed it up so much. You, like it's like you should have actually still the- cared about the show <laughs> yeah people will forever remember you as the two guys that wanted to get a big deal from disney so you ran away from the biggest projects of your career like like the way you it, keep it with like disney just, is that you continue what you're doing and do it well yeah. have your fans applaud you have like, disney give you more money yeah. and then yeah. you go to disney you don't just say yeah, screw this project I've been doing for almost a decade. <laughs> exactly. It's like, oh, more money. All right, forget this. I'm not interested in this project anymore. And so, like, they got dropped by Disney. They got picked up by Netflix for a show. Uh, shoot, the Three Body Problem. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. No, I have not. It's it's a book series. Huh. Um, I don't know how many books are in it. I've never read it. Uh, all I know about it is from what like a friend has told me, where basically. People are, I think, I could be wrong, so take this as a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. But I think basically, is we've advanced to the point where people like download their consciousnesses onto like hard drives, essentially, and you keep re like re-uploading your body to like a new body or something. And this guy keeps doing that, but he duplicates himself to where he's like he has hundreds, if not thousands, of clones of himself. Hmm. And it's like him exploring the galaxy or something. That's, I could be entirely wrong. I might be confusing this with a, a different. I mean, it sounds uh, book fam- series, it sounds familiar, but there are so many sci-fi book plots and movie plots that that could also be as well. So I don't know. I'm almost positive I'm confusing this with a different series. Well, either way, yeah, it's, it's, the description sounds like it would be a good book or movie or a TV show on its own. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Here's the summary of the books. Right. This is like the synopsis not like a spoiler it's a it's a future where earth is awaiting an invasion from the closest star system uh which in this universe consists of three solar type stars orbiting each other in an unstable three-body system Hmm. within the system its single earth-like planet is being unhappily passed among them and suffers from extremes of heat and cold as well as the repeated destruction of its intelligent civilizations so it seems like their earth is being caught in between three different solar systems and it gets passed between all three of them 
And because mm. of that, it experiences different temperatures and its civilizations keep getting destroyed. So not what uh, I thought. Uh, completely different, but still pretty cool. Yeah. Your your plot still sounds really awesome. I'm going to say that right I forget, now. <laughs> I forget what that series is. It's a different series uh, that the same person told me about. That's why I'm getting confused. Yeah, I wish uh, I could help. I don't read many sci-fi. I read a lot more fantasy. So I can't really help you out on that one, sadly. Yeah. Because, um... Have you ever heard of the Percy Jackson series? I've heard of it. I've not read it, though. Um, Sort of like with what happened with Game of Thrones happened with the Percy Jackson series where, and I won't spoil this because it's about to turn into a TV show because it's already been promised as stuff has been coming out about it, so I'm not going to spoil. But a couple of things that happened or were supposed to happen in the first movie inside of the first book never ever happened and i think something that happened in like Mm. the third book happens in either the first or the second movie to where you're just completely killed out of it and you don't want to watch it and that's also something that happened with um the immortal series or the immortal instruments series if you've ever heard of that it was i don't know about that one actually it was very short-lived it was It was a book series that was absolutely phenomenal and a very crappy first movie that took plots from the second and third book and put it in the first movie, which all did not make any sense whatsoever (laughs) and, and kind of killed it. And then they tried to revive it as a TV show to try to fix their mistakes, but that didn't work. So it's been kind of killed off, which breaks my heart because that would have been a really cool one to actually exist because the um, whole point of the book is that books is that there are these um, there are these monster hunters and they have special eyes to be able to see the monsters that are out in the world. And there is one girl that can see all of this stuff and just chooses to ignore it. Until one day she meets this golden hair guy that is really snarky, but ends up saving her life. It's like well within the first 20 pages of the book, so it's not that much of a spoiler. But but yeah, that's the beginnings of it. And what's supposed to be going on is that she's learning more about her heritage, where her actual family came from, everything like that. And you're just really going through this fantasy world through these mysteries learning out about their culture and everything else in between and you're getting highly invested and they kill it in the first movie because <laughs> <laughs> because yeah the first one is called city if i'm uh if i'm correct the first one is like city of bones and it's like City of Bones, City of Ashes, City of Fire, City of Ember. It's like stuff like that. Well, not City of Ember. Right. City of Ember is a completely different book and a completely different book <laughs> series. I will correct myself on that. <laughs> <laughs> the, the book series I was thinking about, by the way, is called Bobaverse. Oh, okay. Bobaverse. Yeah. Hmm. It's a. Uh, yeah. It's where the guy like cloned himself, essentially. Oh, okay. And. Uh, Huh. That is a unique name for a unique story. Yeah, I was I was trying to get a description here I could read, but is there not one for it? it? I'm sure there is. Here we go. Uh Bob has just left 
or he has just sold his software company. Is looking forward to a life of leisure, uh, places to go, books to read, and movies to watch. So it's a little unfair when he gets himself killed crossing the street. <laughs> he wakes up a century later to find that uh, corpsicles, which are people that have died and been brought back to life from like cryogenic sleep, they've been. He finds that they have been declared to be without rights, and he is now the property of the state. He has been uploaded into computer hardware and is slated to be controlling the AI in an interstellar probe looking for habitable planets. Uh, the stakes are high, no less than the first to claim entire worlds. Wow. Uh, if he declines to do it, he'll be switched off and he'll try and they'll try again with someone else. If he accepts it, he becomes a prime target. There are at least three other com- uh, countries trying to get their own probes launched first and they play dirty. So he heads into space. Uh, Oh, it doesn't really explain it all here. But it's, I, the way it was explained to me is he keeps, like, cloning himself, essentially. Okay. Like, he finds out how to keep uploading himself over and over again. And uh, he just makes, like, an army of himself, I guess. I don't know. So I don't, he's I trying to set himself free? It was very vaguely outlined. Yeah. Okay. It sounds like he's trying to find a way to be able to set himself free. So he's agreeing to do what they want him to do so he can find a way to get out of there. Yeah. Which is normally kind of how those sort of plots tend to go. It's either you comply and you become a part of the machine, or you comply so you can get free. Seems like it. Yeah, so there's a. That's our book club recommendation this week is Babaverse. Or Immortal Instruments. (laughs) (laughs) Immortal Instruments. There you go. Yeah. Uh, This is is the first edition of our book club recommendation. Uh, Probably our last as well, for being honest. (laughs) But you know, there you go. Bobaverse, three body problem, immortal instruments. Uh yeah, Stormlight Archive. You lucked out you lucked out and found a humongous bookworm among you, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever want more uh book recommendations, you can always come my way. I'm pretty sure I can give you one for every episode you do. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, I have so many books i need to get caught up on as it is same our bookshelves are filled there's a book i'm yeah. writing that i need to finish <laughs> yeah we're in the same sort of boat then yeah like i do a lot of well i don't know if you i don't know if you've read the podcast descriptions uh they only fit in on our Podbean page and if you open it up on like apple podcast spotify the descriptions usually run too long so they don't fit it all in to the, the descriptions on those apps or the sites <laughs> but yeah, I go I go crazy with them. It's yeah. It started out like super like simple and like episode like fifty was a longer one. Episode hundred was absolutely nuts. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's like it's literally like if I if I take all of the dis- podcast descriptions, I could have a like a, a novella essentially. <laughs> You see, I had to make sure I didn't do that because I overthink things a lot. So the the first sentence that came into my head that sounded okay is what I normally put for my description. And the rest is just resource links and stuff like that. Because if I don't, then I am just stuck in this whirlwind of what is the most poetic thing that I can put for this description. And I am stuck <laughs> for hours. Yeah, that's what happens. The the long one, one of the long ones that I wrote was literally like 10 paragraphs. And I, I went back and I was like, this is too long. People can't even read most of this. It's it's hidden. <laughs> it's, it's not visible. There's not enough character space on, on some of these sites. That's where you go to YouTube and you post your stuff. So that way you have all the length you could ever want. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's crazy. Or well, even on YouTube, there's a character limit. Fair enough. I guess that's when you create your own website. <laughs> so that way you can have the descriptions yeah. up there. Yeah, ep- episode 100 is 11 paragraphs. Oh, wow. Uh, well, at, at least. There's 11 paragraphs on the uh, the Apple Podcast link. I uh, I don't know how long it actually is off the top of my head. See, I feel like you should create a Patreon just so everybody can see and have it be like a treat that people can just fully read your descriptions. Because like, if you have that much, I feel like it's worthy enough of reading. That's I'm, 11 I'm paragraphs of stuff that of, I want to read. I'm editing it down into like a short story, essentially. Because the characters are based in a, a like a world that I designed for another thing I was working on. Oh, wow, really? So Eventually, I'll get around to it. We had, I had an author on the show month or two ago james g robertson and uh he and i were, were talking about it and he's like you should just get to work on it don't put it off i'm like i know you don't understand <laughs> <laughs> i work like 75 hours a week i come home i, I edit the podcast i edit our content down i was like man i, I do my best here <laughs> yeah the but, one trick i had to learn is just that moment where you have like 10 minutes just write a paragraph that's all you yeah. got to do. Just write a paragraph. And then if you and if you have more time, but you don't want to devote it all, just take 10 minutes to write down a couple sentences, reread over what you already have to figure out if you can go a different way. And then as soon as you finish that, you'll have the inspiration to keep going. <laughs> oh, that's see, that's a problem. I'll get I'll get to work on this. And then I don't get the other stuff I need to get done finished is the problem. Because I have mm. hundreds of pages written of, of all sorts of different materials. And it's just like, oh, shit. <laughs> I need to get this done. Though. I have to edit this. I have to update our website. Things like that. It's like, oh, God. <laughs> but, yeah. Always always something. Always something. My, my whiteboard here that I have our calendar on. All my to-dos, the to-do list and stuff. Always jam-packed. It's a, oh, whole, wow. it's a whole thing. I have to ask you something. Have you been on the podcast Good Morning from Hell? Good Morning from Hell. I don't think so. You sound you sound like somebody that has guest starred on there at least once or twice. And I'm just like, your voice sounds so familiar. I've been trying to figure it out. It's, it's probably I, because I've listened to a couple of your episodes before. Because I uh, just... Okay. I just look up different random podcasts just about each and every day of just new stuff I can listen to. A Rooster Teeth podcast? Yes. Okay, I've never heard of this. I've heard of Rooster Teeth. I've not heard of Good Morning from Hell, though. (laughs) It is entertaining. Chris is in hell for all of eternity, and he has to do a podcast with uh, Satan's younger brother, Clayton. Interesting. (laughs) (laughs) That's about all the information I'll give you for that. (laughs) But yeah, it's actually pretty cool. Yeah, I've guested on a a number of different podcasts. I'm going on one in a couple of, on the 21st, I'm doing a recording for another one. Oh, that's nice. uh, Yeah, I don't know. It's been a little while since I've I've guested on one just because my schedule's been a nightmare. But it's opening back up now, which is nice. So doing more of that. Yay. And I feel your pain on the ever-changing schedule. Um Mine never is the same each week, so I just have to ebb and flow and make sure that I can get everything done while still going, okay, I'm working from 5 to midnight tonight. Cool. 3 to 7. Cool. (laughs) 5.30 to 11.30. Awesome. (laughs) It's just like, why do... Why is all of my stuff in the evening and why is it so sporadic? But either way, I'm going to make it through. (laughs) 
Yeah, my schedule is not. It's not that it changes a lot. It's just that it's. It's like I said, I work like seventy to seventy-five hours a week. Yeah. And so it's like, all right, this is. I'm just not available for most of the time. It's like this so is I just my life. In the, the evenings, I figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, we're a little over an hour here. Oh. Don't mean to, to keep you any too long. I got to get headed out here as well. All right. Um. Before we go, though, why don't you tell people where they can go to check out your podcast, The Looney Chunks with Looney Lulu? You can find me on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. So wherever you get your podcast, you are able to find me. And that's L-U-U-N-E-Y. So Looney Chats with Looney Lulu. You can find me anywhere. <laughs> and, awesome. and links will be in the description, of course. Yeah. And if you want to hit me up on social media, it's Looney underscore Lulu underscore DIY on Instagram and Looney underscore Lulu on Twitter. Nice. Go check those out. Click the links in the description. Go check her out. Mm -hmm. Go check out dadjesterproductions.live. It's got links to all of our stuff on there. Uh, Thank you again for coming on. It's been a blast. Really enjoyed this. Well, thank you for having me on. It's been really awesome. And no, you haven't prolonged anything. This has been absolutely wonderful. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming. I had a a fun time. This is great. Get you back on sometime. Chat it up. See how things are going. I like that. Talk more about books. (laughs) (laughs) yes we could talk more about books i am such a bookworm (laughs) nice awesome i appreciate it thank you again and thank you everyone for listening we'll see you all next time all right bye bye